Briggs. It's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> this is Joe Bob Briggs. This is Jeffrey Combs. Hey, this is Scotty from Anthrax. Hi, you're listening to Adrienne Barbeau. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. You're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Broadcast. And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Podcast. I'm saying this under duress. You better keep listening or I will tear your soul apart. It's actually my least favorite John Hughes movie. I think it's very, very goth. It's very boring. I like Sixteen Candles way better. Mine is uh, a lot more racism. My least favorite John (laughs) Hughes movie is uh, the one where he killed those two Vietnamese children in the Twilight Zone. (laughs) Oh man, rip Long Duck Dong. Oh, can I can I can I get another request? You know, I, I'm here to serve, Jeremy. What is it you need, can I, buddy? Can I request the uh, Roseanne Ar- Arquette song? <laughs> yeah, I don't. What the fuck is that? The Roseanne Arquette song called "Rosanna" by Toto that was okay. written for Roseanne Arquette. Because oh. I think one of the guys to- from the band Toto fucked her. Oh, really? Okay. Nothing about Alexis. Nothing about that beautiful trans penis. Nothing. There you go. I got that queued up. All right. Any other? Can you think about forty minutes into the future when you'll have something else that you'll be randomly messaging me that you'd like? Oh, that's it. That's it. And then we can talk about the Matt Dillon movie. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. But Matt Matt Dillon is the killer, the evil rapist cop. And speaking of rapist cops, welcome to Quality Time, everybody. We're back (laughs) once again. We're here. It's a Sunday. I feel like. At an emotional level, I was at a low when I started. I'm starting to peak again. I am one-third of your host, Eric Woodworth, joined first Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! by the man, the man who drank too many Cokes, and now he's got a stroke, my brother, Jeremy Woodworth. Jeremy, how are you, sir? Um, should I just go with the um, Hasa? Is that good? Yeah. Yeah, that would that would work. I, I mean, it's how how are you, Jeremy? I went to your house yesterday. That was cool. Uh, yeah. So I could drop yeah. off this movie. That so one thing we're gonna we have a counter right now. It's how many times will Jeremy refer to the two thousand four movie Crash instead of the movie that we're watching today? So far, we're at one. I've got a big bet. He'll try to do this bit five more times. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that it's actually the movie Stay with uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. There and we go. There we go. It's about a crash on on a bridge. I like that Jeremy doesn't even. He's complete since the stroke. He's abandoned all actor names. He just refers to them in different roles. He's like the train spotting Kenobi guy. That's who it is. 
Yeah, and he also, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi really likes heroin. There you go. He loves his heroin. Stay away from the death sticks, Obi-Wan. Also my favorite Janine Garofalo movie. I love it. I love it. Um, and speaking of Janine Garofalo, uh, our other host <laughs> is nothing like that lady. She's way funnier and adorable. Give it up for the very lovely, the very talented Miss Ashley Pontius. Ashley, how are you? It's a trap house. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm, you know what? I'm alive. You're alive. That's good. That's good. Yep, it's great. Um, not, not wishing I was anywhere else. Not six feet under. <laughs> I don't wish those. This is, ooh. this is after having a new job. Hello. Well, well that's true. Welcome to Obtrusive Thought Sundays. <laughs> I'm your host, Eric Woodworth. Wait, did you say obtrusive? Yeah, because <laughs> I'm smart. You you you're gonna get in get get in the 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 confinement cell and give him another month. Yes. Uh, yes, Jeremy. <laughs> um, so no, but Jeremy's right. I I do have a, a new job. Um, I'll be starting. Well, tomorrow for us, which is Monday, oh, um, shit. I'll yeah. be I'll be a secretary for a CPA office. I used to work uh, for a few accountants back in the day. Um, it was, you know, hopefully, wish me well. They did tell me um, they were like, "Hey, we don't really give a shit what you do outside of work. Like, as long as you're here, you're on time. We don't need to know what you get up to." And I was like, oh, "Great," because yeah. I was like, "Don't call me on the weekend. I will be high or drunk." and i don't want you to reach out to me if you call me i will not pick up i'm doing my recreational heroin the second five o'clock rolls around on friday i am now acclimating to the baltimore atmosphere (laughs) um well no that's exciting and are you excited about the new job how how long before you give them the full Ashley. Are you going to do it day one? Do you ease them no. in? You know what's funny? No, I, I, I'm feeling very hopeful. I, I think I, I hope I'll enjoy on some level the work I'm doing. Um, no, you know what? I did a different approach. You know, I spent my whole life masking, pretending to be like a super normal individual because that's what I was taught to do. But when I went into that interview, I was like, I'm not going to lie about shit. And I told my new employer, I was like, I steal from venues I perform at. I was like, I get high on the weekends and I also drink a lot. (laughs) I am known to have sex with my employees. (laughs) (laughs) And my boss goes, you know, I'm a God-fearing Methodist man, but you seem fun. All right, so that's how, so you are you've already broke him in. That's good. I like that. Yeah, I like. I, I feel one. very positive. He called me like three hours after our interview, and the voicemail I get goes, "You know what? After our interview, I told him stop searching. She's a she's a lot of fun. <laughs> Instead of she's all that, she's on crack. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just." It, I'm the reverse, Eric. When I put on the glasses, they're like, she looks more respectable. Like she might treat our clients with decency and care. So I'm the complete opposite of a, she's all that. Put on the glasses and they're like, oh, now I'll fuck her. (laughs) So uh, 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 real quick question, because I've never um, been to a CPA. I don't know what it is exactly, but is it- Certified public accountant. Damn. 
damn it. Wow, I thought it was something to... I thought it was... Cock Peen Asshole Industries. <laughs> regular CPA. Uh, <laughs> Did you know that you can write off rim jobs? Uh, <laughs> I Yeah, I use, my, I use my A to make the little... Uh, 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 I use my asshole ring to uh, mold the chocolate chips that we put on these cookies. <laughs> it's very... There funny. is nothing quite as liberating as losing your entire identity and sense of self and telling your future possible employer that you've been sued by Bank of America and he finds it hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fight oh. the power. Uh, yeah. Jeremy is back. Um, last week, we obviously had... Oh, we I do have a quick update uh, about our, our, our guests last week. Uh, mm-hmm. Last week, we had Ray Chase uh, of the Happy Hour podcast, Love Him to Death. Um so we talked about Psychrates last episode, who is a local professional ex-wrestler um, who uh, Ray found unresponsive in a hotel room, uh, doped up on pills, took him to the hospital. Um, he was doing okay, but didn't want to talk to Ray. And when he got out of the hospital, he jumped off of a bridge in Dundalk onto the train tracks, then got hit by a train and fucking lived. And now he might not ever walk again. So that is the update on Socrates, uh the, the Great. The man is a cockroach. Um, What if he's part part bear? (laughs) I I just want to throw it out there. I think we could help Socrates out. We could do a documentary about his life that I think people would watch. And we call it Don't Throw Socrates from the Train. (laughs) Uh, Can I do a a segue about uh, um, uh, George Clooney as uh, Holly Hunter's wife? Uh, he got, got hit by a train in uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Okay, okay, yeah, you can do that. We got there. Do only only thing you ever done is get hit by that train. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's a great movie, actually. That's actually uh, a very sound reference where you named all the actors appropriately. I know. Jeremy, this is good. This is growing. Uh, also, do we think the hotel that Socrates was staying in was the Super Eight Ball? <laughs> Oh man, it was better than what I was going to come up with the Motel Six Pack. Um, but this, oh. <laughs> that's really good. Okay. If Eric was a hotel, he'd be the gaze in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the Holidays Inn. Yannick um, Universal Super Soldiers. <laughs> all right, and Jeremy, you were out last week at the at the one, the only Chiller Theater. Uh, Jeremy, what would you like to let us know? Uh, obviously, big celebrity. This is your wheelhouse of things to do. Um, what celebrities did you see? Who now has you on a watch list? And are you not allowed within 500 feet of? Uh, well, I did something bad. <laughs> you? Okay. Go uh, on. I'll, I'll say, I'll preface it. Number one. Oh, oh I'm going to burp. Uh. <laughs> I wish that this is your whole segment. Forty-five minutes. Oh god! <laughs> oh, I, I, I feel I feel up now. Oh, oh cheer, yeah. 
Jerry, remember when you did the podcast the other day and you burped in there? It kind of sounded like uh, the B-side of the Jackson Brown 2 album. <laughs> uh. Jeremy, is this how you come? Are you just like, uh, uh, almost not yet. Uh, uh. Uh. I of course I was I was pogoed up as as the clown costume, mm-hmm. and of course I had to go to the bathroom. But I was in the bathroom first. It was my I was my bathroom, so I started that. I them's started. them's Woodworth rules. You get in the pisser first. You have stake and claim. <laughs> I don't care if there's twenty shitters in there. They're all mine. I I go from each one and spray my piss from pot to pot. I, I just preface this that it doesn't matter what uh um what whatever sex you are in the bathroom, if you're like, you know, a female trying to be a male, that's probably much better than anybody looking like a clown or a clown murderer in the bathroom. That is true. I'm gotcha. actually against I think there should be separate clown bathrooms, if I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they try to put their their makeup all over you and everything. So when Jeremy reaches for toilet paper, just and he uses up the whole roll. He has to wipe just the, the endless thing. He's like, "Hey, could you grab this?" And you're just pulling it out into the lobby from his ass. I'll, I'll, I'll preface this that my penis was in my back into my costume after I peed. Okay, so I was good for that, and I washed, and I, and I hear somebody walk behind me and he walks into the stall and he's like uh hey what are you what are, what are you about i was like uh i didn't see it i didn't see who it was and he's like oh i'm uh this this is my john wayne gacy pogo costume he's like oh oh that's you like and then i look to my right it's tim matheson from animal house hell yeah the great <laughs> tim matheson yeah, the, the the golfer from uh, from Animal House, who yeah. uh, over, of course almost hit on uh, Niedermeyer on the head before he gets dragged by the horse. Hell so, yeah! Of course, I try to be. I'm I'm definitely starstruck. And I look over like, uh, I'll, I'll talk to you once I come out of the bathroom as I'm as I'm looking like a murder clown. <laughs> And I'm, I think he was like talking on the phone, whether he was really talking to his wife, and pretending as if like. Oh, so he not, he's not even having a conversation with you. He's just like, so what are you all about? He's like, actually, I'm a murder client. He's talking to his, his children. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, this is actually amazing. Jeremy, you are now a part of the game. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah, you're only two away from Kevin Bacon now. Yeah, it's pretty uh, good. There's only two degrees to me. It's our Bill Paxton. <laughs> and Bill Paxton. I had one. So, no, wait, wait a second. Before we get to your Bill Paxton. So Tim Matheson, <laughs> who I most remember fondly as uh, 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 Chris Farley's brother in the movie Black Sheep, because yeah. he's running for office. He comes out of the bathroom with you because you have pictures with him. Rob Lowe? I thought it was Rob Lowe. No, no, no. Rob Lowe is um, in, Tommy Boy. That's Tommy Boy. In, oh, okay. Different that. movie. Totally, completely different yeah. David Spade and Chris no Farley way. one. <laughs> no way. Like the same movie with slightly different characters. Yeah, it's not even. They're night and day. One is called, has the word black in it. I'll tell you that. Completely different movie. Oh. Uh, <laughs> 
Ashley, Ashley looking at me with this attention, like, where are you going with this bet? Are you going to do it? Are you going to? You know, Eric, you're keeping tabs of like how many times Jeremy's going to talk about the wrong movie crash. Yeah. I keep my own list. I'm like, yeah. when are we going to say the word rape? And we've already reached that one. I had, I, hey, I'm so clean. I haven't said it yet. No, you said it. You did said I? It. You did. Oh. So I keep, I keep my own running list of words and I am already very drunk. <laughs> So you get out and Tim Matheson, did he, what was his demeanor when you're asking for a photo with him after he was holding his cock a second ago? He seemed, uh, he seemed fr- friendly and uh, I got straight waves out of the bathroom and uh, he got, he gave a picture with me and uh, that's awesome. I gave him a DVD of my movie and uh, hard from quality time. So, well, Jeremy, you gave out or sold. I'm not sure what you can clarify. You gave out like a lot of really good pogo shirts that weekend, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I give them out to those that really deserve it. Like, um, you got great pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You did awesome. We we missed you a lot, but you got awesome photos. I'll have to share more of them. Uh, but yeah, people, Jeremy, what's your Instagram handle so people can go see more of your photos? I think it's Pogo the Clown. Pretty sure it's the Boba Dork. Um, no, the- um, <laughs> all right. It doesn't matter. You know what? I'll okay. share it on my Eric W. and the Quality Time page. Don't worry. Now, it, Jeremy, you did. Right. It's the Boba Dork. Yeah. You, did, you did meet some other. I'm dumb. I know. Um, so the. I'm not a woman. <laughs> <laughs> That that worked good. <laughs> Ashley's <laughs> Ashley's left now. Good bit, Jeremy. Um, so Jeremy, you went out and what were the what's the lineup of stars that are here at Chiller Theater? Uh, obviously ones that I couldn't afford, like Priscilla Presley, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of the good. Sopranos are still around, like uh, Tony Soprano's kid, and uh, the one the one that got killed in Baltimore when she got whacked because of uh, she was like uh, uh, she was in with the feds, and you know I, I don't remember her name because I can't remember names even when I had a stroke. Uh, but anyway, uh, I had two two main objectives for Chiller was of course. Getting a, 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 a an interview with Michael Bain, the mm-hmm. second only to uh, Hudson, otherwise known as Hicks, and uh, I tried to get a, an a interview with uh, uh, Jeremy Sumter, who was the kid from Frailty. Yeah, and I do have your interview uh, that you sent me. We could play the audio of your interview with Jeremy Sumter. Sumter. Jeremy Supner from the Sumter. movie. S- Jeremy something. Jeremy Summer. Jeremy Summers. Suzanne Summers, you interviewed. And uh, here, we'll, we'll just, should, should I just play it now, Jeremy? Do you have anything else to say beforehand? Go for it. Here we go. This is Jeremy Sumter from the film Frailty. And of course, this is the podcast all about Bill Paxton. One move, there's one scene from Frailty. There's one scene, the Bill Paxton scene that says, Hey, does that mean we ain't got to go church anymore? That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh. So when I was filming Frailty, the thing is. 
is it's like working with Bill was great. It was my very first audition, right? My very first ever audition. I was very green. I looked at the casting director of audition. I said, I'm the one you're looking for. And now I'm 10 years old. And that stuck with her. She had me keep coming back. Then I met Bill. Which Twister was my favorite movie growing up. So when I got the movie, he was playing my dad. He was literally like my dad. I irritated the hell out of him. <laughs> I have one question. Yeah. Have you seen The Dark Backward? The Dark Backward? By Adam Rifkin, yes. I have not. You're going to see it after tonight. Oh, hell yeah. It's the best Bill Paxton movie. I like that, Jeremy, your, your commitment to talking about The Dark Backward with an actor... Who's never seen it? Doesn't know what it is. This is you could ask him a million questions about it. He's like, "Hey, what about this movie you're not in? Can you ask you about?" That? I just, I just want to challenge Jeremy. It's not the best Bill Paxton movie. Just so we're clear, the best Bill Paxton movie is Spy Kids Two. Ooh, Spy Kids Two. You need to watch it. It's Bill Paxton. As the owner of an amusement park that endangers children. Hell yeah! Uh, I mean, it could be, could be a Dread Island where he plays uh, uh, um, whatever that that singer. But Jimmy you need, yeah. You need to. Oh, that is a great movie. You need to watch it, Jeremy. Steve Buscemi is in Spy Kids too, and says one of the most profound things I ever heard at the age of ten, which is, "Do you think God?" hides in heaven for he too lives in fear of what he has made <laughs> yeah that, that is a great line that is a kids wild movie. for a children's movie <laughs> <laughs> just steve buscemi looking at it at the camera oh that's such a good scene that is very powerful jeremy what else is in the other minute of this interview should we play the rest of it we got some juicy tidbits here uh i of course uh had to do this video just to say, send directly to uh Adam Rifkin so, after during or after the fact. So. What did Adam Rifkin think about you asking a p- person he's never met if they've seen the dark backward and he hadn't? Uh well, <laughs> he didn't he didn't know the dark backward, but uh, uh Rifkin sent me back an email and said fantastic. Nice. Aww. Look at you. Uh, and of course, I tried to get a, an interview with Michael Bain and his and his uh wife <sighs> cock blocked me. Or so I say. Ew. Interview blocked me, and uh, fucking whore. <laughs> God, mm. Michael Bean makes my bean tingle. Yeah, oh. it does. I be. I'll, I I try to knock Michael's bean little guy in a boat. Something I don't know. I was trying to make a clit joke. Oh. It, it, I can't believe you're married. Go it, ahead, Jeremy. Now, now that it, now that it was uh, secondhand because I don't have audio and video. Uh, Michael Bain said. Well, I was at the at the uh, at the premiere of the Dark Backward. Like, yes, that's amazing! Oh my god, yeah, he told incredible. If you ever meet him again, please tell him that his sex scene with uh, Jesus Christ, why am I blanking Linda on her Hamilton. name? Early in pickles. No, Linda Hamilton. Thank you, Linda Hamilton. Was essential to the type of sex I would never have. (laughs) They they lived a lifetime. Uh, In one night, and yet I once spent three years with someone and never felt anything. Do you you ever really think about it like this? I mean, Linda Hamilton in that movie is technically, technically she's a pedophile. Right? Mm -hmm. 
She's fucking some guy who's, I mean, not even born yet. I mean, that's, 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 it's pedo stuff, right? Eric, you're framing it wrong. She's obviously a pro-lifer. <laughs> there you go. Um, so that's good. Um, Jeremy, anything else from, uh, from the Chiller Theater? My notes, um... I can't imagine what Jeremy's notes are. It's like, give, ask Michael Bean about the dark backward... Ask Michael Berryman about the dark backward. Ask the guy from. Uh, well, I did the uh, did the Pogo trailer in the in it in the. Which may I say, listeners, please go watch Jeremy's trailer that's currently on our quality time page Jack, for the Jack sequel. Jack Alone Productions Studios. So, Jeremy, how many takes was that to get those like four lines out of you? <laughs> Jerry's face right now is priceless. <laughs> uh, shout out to uh, Kenny Strangle Chef because he's my new friend. Oh, Kenny's awesome! Thank you, Kenny. I do shout outs, Kenny. He's uh he's a he's a nice gent. Um, I don't think that Eddie Furlong had had seen uh, the Dark Backward either. <laughs> that shocks me. He seems like the type. You can't um, stop. You can't oh, stop. You I can't felt stop. like I was eighty years old because uh, I. I I met Brian ba- Bonds, right, right. Brian Bosworth, and Bosworth. I think he's a football player. Yeah, Brian the Boz, uh, from the movie Stone Cold with Lance Hendrickson, where at one point he rides a motorcycle inside of a courthouse. Yes, which that's hilarious. Eric is bringing this up because shout out Dan Crab. This movie has been requested that we need to do Stone Cold. <laughs> Dude, Stone Cold with Brian Bosworth is a must, is an essential. It's an upcoming film. Dan, if we don't get to it soon, we'll do it for Fansgiving. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I, I got a free selfie with uh, I, I think she was a Playmate model of probably 10 years ago. Okay. Still, still keeping it good. Uh, <laughs> still keeping it good. And, uh, you know, look, looking good. That's how I'm going to say uh, things for even in her 30s or whenever she was a playmate. I don't. Okay. Know. Just audience, if you're listening, if Eric, I catch Eric saying that to any woman, I'm fucking going to slap the shit out of him. <laughs> Still keeping it good. <laughs> oh, I'm 51. So I don't look too good at 51. Anyway, so the what? only, the only, the only. The only celebrity I could afford was li- literally Blue Lou, the saxophone player from the bo- from the Blues Brothers. Okay. He had a saxophone from uh, the second Blues Brothers uh, after the fact because um, uh, Belushi brother was dead. And I guess I'm talking about um, that other Belushi brother. So, uh, but, but anyway, Brian, Brian Bonsell, he is the little wharfs kid. Alexander from Star Trek Next Generation. Okay. So he remembered me because he got a selfie with me from Aww. 2015 and remembered. And I was like, wow, you make me feel good. And yeah. then and then he, he gave me he gave me a, a, a signed a picture. And then after the fact, I look him up, he's like, Oh shit. <laughs> he was he was in the Ataris from like 2016 to 2018 as a guitarist. Oh, nice. You mean the band, the Ataris? That's awesome. And I was oh like, God. really? <laughs> I love their cover of Boys of Summer. Yeah, it is a it is a great cover. I love it. <laughs> so. I've had sex to that song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So, of course, um, there's a, I'll try to make this short story. I don't believe that, but continue. I, was, <laughs> I don't believe that. After Friday and Saturday night, I was completely exhausted. I probably spent at least a quarter of the day sitting down until uh, Brian, uh, Brian, Mike Coons finally showed up and made my happy day of happy days with the little man who uh, is a midget wrestler. So also a, 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 a weightlifter and now an actor of, of a movie called Evil's Lair being working on. Anyway, so is Mike would, is Mike Coons related to Dean Coons? Uh, I think he's part of uh, Coons Motors here in Baltimore. Coons Motors. Hey, Coons! <laughs> Co-owner of the Coon Club. There we go. <laughs> anyway, you got to get to Coons. <laughs> oh, all right. I went to bed early, what, 10, 11? Okay, I went to bed by 11. So, our semi-complimentary hotel room, I went to bed. I was in bed. I was woken up at 12.30, and I made the mistake of, of of our friend who went to another hotel room to party and take drugs and get drunk. Okay. What kind of drugs are we talking? We're talking Xanax. about the weed. Oh, Zannies. Okay. Took a bunch of Zannies. Wait, you have a Zanny hookup? Text me later. <laughs> uh, I, I will be dead any in a, in a day or, a, or, or an hour. So anyway. That's my plan. Let me know. <laughs> so, hey, if you want to party with Christmas Tivo, go ahead. <laughs> I'd rather be dead, but thank you. So, um. I woke up 12:30 in the in in bed in the dark. But no. He's like, "Hey, uh uh I got company. Um Ooh. she's coming over." And I was like, "What? I, I just woke up. What what the fuck are you talking?" Yeah, she's coming. She's coming over. I'm like, oh. I, I said, "Do I need to be kicked out? Do or do you need to have sex in your bed?" <laughs> no. No, it's just fine. She's oh, no. going to sleep in the bed with us. He's like, <gasps> "No." You got. You get to watch. <laughs> I almost think that's what he meant. That's what he meant. He must have confused you with Eric. <laughs> All I can say is, my my BFF comes in. He's like, "What? She? He's coming over with her?" Like, yeah. I was trying to sleep and I was exhausted, and now I have to sleep. I have to sit in this chair until she comes and and meets up in the room. <sighs> Ten minutes later, um, Edward says, "Oh, so she's coming over. I can hear her coming in over. Hey, hey, how you doing? I'm I do uh, internet porn. I'm like, oh, fuck. oh, oh so you got an internet porn for uh, describe describe what this what this what this lovely woman looks like, Jeremy. Well, she had a she had a nice uh, top that looked like a, a pentagram of, uh, around her <laughs> okay. breast. Uh huh. And I covered my head open. My covered my head with my hoodie and tried to sleep." And she um, uh, greeted herself with her long nails, which were creepy. And I said, uh, I, I, I'd like to go to sleep. Can, can we sleep? And she's like, oh, I'll go back to my bed. I'll go up to my hotel room. I, 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 I got to pee like ASAP, though. Come out. And she wasn't actually Baltimore. I'm doing a Baltimore accent. For okay. Her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, of course, they were going to have suck, sex at her um, hotel. Uh-huh. Good. And then two hours later, he came back to bed, and um, 
How much? How much did that cost? I don't know, <laughs> and I'm glad. <laughs> so yeah, she was definitely. Oh, and he was like, "My girl's back." My bitch. Like there, there is a picture of what she looked like on on our. Very channel. lovely. Well, All right. Jeremy, good job for sticking up for yourself. Like, fuck that shit. To get kicked out of your own room or your own bed for so someone Almost. can hook up. Almost. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. Uh, but he probably would have caught me. <laughs> <laughs> also, the idea that's like, hold on, Jeremy, get up. We need to fuck in your skin pile real quick. <laughs> It just looks looks like it, and she leaves, and she looks like she's been making a pizza all day. Cheese. <laughs> oh god! Well, that's good, man. Wow. I mean, I'm glad you had a wonderful weekend at Chiller. It sounded like you had a good time, buddy. Uh, until I I I was woken up and had spent the rest of the night uh, awake and paranoid, and also uh, I had constipation to the point where. A really painful, and um, I think I got a half hour of sleep. Good. Wasn't even doing. No, no, no. Wait, I want to hear more. Jeremy, tell me about your hard poops. Uh, it was just every fifteen minutes to a half hour, and I couldn't. Oh. Sleep. oh. And, uh, I, I think that's a John Claude Van Damme movie. Hard poops. <laughs> One of my favorites. I drank three three cups of coffee in the morning, oh. and still wasn't dislodging anything. And are you how much water are you drinking, Jeremy? Because water helps liquefy the bowel. Yeah, and uh, I drank plenty of water and three. Okay, and still nothing was dislodging. Mm. And uh, after I went, I got out of the the, the hotel room at one o'clock, and I was like, I need to go back to Baltimore. I get me the hell out of out of Jersey. Yeah, I got on a bus at two something three o'clock. And then by 10 o'clock at night, I was back in Baltimore. Aww, that's, that's amazing. Lovely. Well, I actually realized there's stuff I want to share, but we need to get to Eric. We haven't heard anything about Eric's weekend. You know what? I could I could share, but we're already at 30 minutes. I'll, you know what? I'll save it for another thing. It wasn't that exciting. I, just a real, if I could give you a brief synopsis, went to a bachelor party last night for my dear friend, mm. L.A., um, and uh, it was just the boys. We had a rented suite in uh, mm. the Caesars book, uh, sports book, which was really nice. Listen to tunes, watch the UFC fight, had a hoot, drank so much. I woke up at nine o'clock, nine thirty this morning. Um because even though we had a beautiful rented beach house, I I guess in my drunken mind decided to sleep in the front seat of my car. <laughs> <laughs> and I was passed out and cooking in my own juices from the beach sun that woke me up. And I was like, oh, God, I got to go. <laughs> so I. Uh, hey, L.A.? Yes. How are you? How did you get to L.A.? No, the f- person's name is L.A. Uh, I went to Atlantic City. A.C. Okay. A.C. L.A. Gears. Lights. 
British Knights. Um, so that was, uh, that was, oh, and I also saw the great Chris Lawrence on my drive home who I came up upon as I'm driving down 95 back home. I saw this church of satire. So I was like, who is this? Who is this gent? And it was Christopher Lawrence. So I called him. I was like, why won't you look at me? Look out. And I was, I was riding right next to him. (laughs) And he's like, Hey, it's you. I was like, he's like, I'm just coming back from AC. I was like, you're not gonna believe this me too and he was just like oh my god you're coming back from ec too i was like he was like well yeah well i was probably doing something that you weren't doing uh i was celebrating my 40th birthday i was like chris i was there for that reason too i was celebrating your 40th birthday i didn't know (laughs) chris happy chris happy birthday you fucking wheat chin cunt um i hope you had a great one though Fucking peace. I hope I hope he watched the, the watched the uh, the crow and masturbated. He, did. he probably did, but you know he masturbated with his tears because I can't cry all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. Uh, Ashley, you got oh. anything else? Sorry, no. Just Jeremy for whatever reason shook a memory. Eric had asked about my shows this weekend. Nothing really significant. I mean, I had a, a good time. I made money. Huzzah. Um, I did though last night at our first show. We had two shows each night. I did at my first show have a young man that I did pick on a little bit at the beginning of the show, the front row, had a kid rock shirt on, which I was like, you are not my ideal audience, but I know you're here for Josh Adam Myers because this all adds up. What? Was he drinking Bud Light? No, you know what? He wasn't, but, but the headliner did totally make a joke about that, which was perfect. But excuse me. So anyways, he catches me after the show. They're very drunk, by the way. Shocker. And he comes up to me and goes, hey, I want to let you know. I thought you were insanely funny. And I was like, oh, my God. Thank you so, so much. That's such a nice compliment. And then he goes, I just, I don't want to make you mad. But like normally, I think men are much funnier than women. So good job. <laughs> hey, I just want you to know. Despite your, your the way you were born and your sexuality, <laughs> yeah. You so I was like, still, "Oh my god, that's you were still that's, funny. That's great. Uh, <laughs> thank you." I said, "I would expect nothing different from a man in a Kid Rock T-shirt." So thank you. Hell yeah! And he goes, "Oh yeah, it's just there's something about how rough you are. There's something really aggressive about you that I like." And I go, "Great." I'm going to find you in the fucking parking lot and I'm going to peg the shit out of you. Oh. And he goes, you're still just on. God, you're so fucking funny. <laughs> and as he walks away, I scream, kill yourself. <laughs> and he's like, I love you. And he immediately like, goatsies himself in front of you. Like, please, now. <laughs> while, while taking his photo with the headliner, I was like, say, say kid cock. Because you have the smallest <laughs> dick, I'm sure. <laughs> Kid cock. <laughs> and he's like, God, she's so fucking funny. I was like, oh, you big fucking homo. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he just kept being like, God, she's so, oh, she's so on. And I'm like, I bet you wish I was a man, right? And he's like, <laughs> I'm like, you closeted fucking freak. Um, so I had a great, I had a great weekend. Oh, good. Um, so, new listener, I hope you're enjoying this. Uh, this is <laughs> this is the best. Well, good. I mean, I'm glad. I, I'm glad it went well. That guy sounds like a real champ, champion of Baltimore comedy. Uh, watching, uh, but can I make can I make a bad joke? 
Uh, I mean, go for it. Been, why not? We've been waiting for a good one for three hundred <laughs> episodes. <laughs> I, I think I think that Ashley is is funnier than um, Violet Violet. Gray. Oh, um, that's a weird take. Um, love Violet. You're amazing. Not sure what that says, but I love you anyways, Jeremy. I tell people not only that I love you, but that I am a good sister to a special needs brother. Aww. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Speaking yeah. of special I, I needs. I don't even have my helmet on. <laughs> Speaking of special needs, uh, it's time for us to get into this week's movie. This is a movie that we've had on the books for a couple weeks, but I had to order a copy from uh, Germany. Which I appreciate. So I ordered a copy from Germany to get shipped here. Uh, this is 1996. Uh, David Cronenberg's Crash, which, wow, what a ride uh, this <laughs> one was. Um, I watched this over the course of two nights and then a second time when I ripped the audio. And uh, it is fucking wild. I mean, yes! like, it's just, <laughs> if you like seeing weird fucking, uh, this is your movie. Uh, I, it It's... It stars the great James Spader, uh, also co-stars Holly Hunter, as well as Elias Cotez, uh, who I know him best as the Casey Jones from the original Ninja Turtles movie, uh, <laughs> Deborah Kara Unger, and uh, uh, is rounded out with Rosanna Arquette, uh, who, of course, I know her best, and I think most of us do, as uh, Eric Stoltz's girlfriend in Pulp Fiction. Uh, she's the I, lady. I, I, I consider uh, James Spader the uh, the defender of Earth before killing everybody with a giant um, Oslo or something, wherever that city is in Ukraine or something. I do love that there is a timeline where James Spader was insanely fuckable. Yeah, he and was a good-looking guy back in the 90s, for sure. He was. And then he kind of dips, but he keeps that fucking star dick energy that you kind of go, you know what? Not as cute as he used to date, but maybe. <laughs> yeah. You know, James Bader really wanted to fuck uh, Molly Ringwald in uh, Pretty Than in Pink, but then she gets to fuck um, uh, um, Morton Downey Jr. There you go. Here's some pretty and pink for you, Jeremy. He's a really cool, cool guy in the movie. Can, can I just point yeah. out, though, Jeremy, about pretty and pink? I would have believed the film more if we would have spent the entire movie with Molly Ringwald trying to get with Ducky, and then he's just like, bitch, I'm closeted. Like, you need to stop trying to make this work. I would have believed that, because as a girl that's been a beard to a couple of dudes, I get it. Pretty much the same as uh, two men and a baby. Or or no, two men and a, and a half half man. There you go. Oh my god, Jeremy, have you never seen my porno, Two Women and a Baby Dick? <laughs> Oh. I'll, I'll pretend as if I never saw it. So the, <laughs> this movie uh, opens up to uh, uh, this 
this lady getting fucked in a hangar of a uh, of an airport on top of like a Cessna uh, as she's bent over a Cessna. Uh, this is uh, uh, the character Catherine Ballard, uh, uh, who's the wife of James Ballard, played by James Spader. Um, Catherine is having some freaky ass eating sex. Uh, first of all, to be clear, the f- in the first ten minutes of this movie. 10 minutes of this movie, you get to see ass-eating not once, but twice. Twice they The, the baseline is ass-eating in this movie. Yes, Ashley. Um, it's obvious, one, why I picked this movie. Um, <laughs> two, I just want to point this out. Let's all agree. Who the fuck eats from the back at work? Yeah. Like, I just feel like that's not a workplace move. Yeah, yeah. Who's he? <laughs> I, I know who does. It's that guy... Uh, in that internet video who says bitch suck me from the back <laughs> just, who is it's one of my favorite uh my favorite internet videos um i don't know what you're talking about because i'm a woman <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh they fuck in this hangar um and then you meet james spader he's fucking an asian chick in a, a, a in a janitor closet basically uh on this He's a, a cameraman. I don't know. There's film and shit. He's like, yeah, give me one second. Ugh, I can never eat enough ass in time to. And that's all. I, all I have to do is go back to work. And so, yeah, Eric, I don't believe it. Most of us only get thirty minutes a day to eat ass. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, they have a little chat. He and his wife later that day. They live in a in, in a rather open relationship, and they talk about their sexual exploits later in the day. Did you come? about your camera girl did she come So really, it just starts out with women not coming left and right. <laughs> yeah, I like I like that he he avoids the question by trying to please her, which is so funny to me that she's like, did you make her come? And he's like, I'm not going to answer that. And I'm like, that's the right answer because she didn't. <laughs> no, no, she didn't. But that asshole got eaten up like fucking cream of some yum guy. Um, Nobody comes from us. <laughs> that, that part of the discussion from uh, Maude and uh, the Big Lebowski where there's there's no pleasure. It's just like like an like an act to do. I believe that. Yeah, Maude. Can- I always well, that's where I get most of my my hot sex advice from is from the TV show Maud. That's, 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 that's where I get it. From. Oh, that explains the abortions. Um, <laughs> it's a great episode. Anyways, um, I no, but seriously, in truth, with what Jeremy Jeremy's saying, no, Jeremy, you make a really interesting point though. Like, I'm not kidding. I made. I made a note about how, like, non non funny, that like it's really interesting that they speak about all these really sexually taboo topics with absolutely no emotion, and we see that honestly, honestly throughout the film. Sorry, listeners, I'm freaking drunk. I forgot that there's twelve percent in each of these. Um, wow, I forgot. So, so I, I think there there's something very interesting that the you know pleasure gets so easily abused 
that there's something so mechanical about the way through this whole movie that each you know couple talks about pleasure i, I also, think that's very interesting i also noticed something really weird in my second watch through of this is that mm-hmm. uh cronenberg focuses a lot on like their hands all the time like every shot has yeah. like, their hands in it and it's like i the idea of like he's just like oh my busy hands what are they gonna do and he always makes them look like they're kind of fucked up like it almost looks like mm-hmm. they're it, i don't know at least my watch through i was like every hand shot isn't a good hand shot but they're constantly in the movie and i don't know what that's- that says about it you know the idle hands uh, thing is asking no eric that's super interesting i never no i've never picked up on that you make me feel like i need to watch it again i've never i've never picked up on that but i blame you 100 percent. i used to like shit on david cronenberg movies like oh i don't like cronenberg and now i'm like i have an entire library of david the thing i like about david cronenberg is that he does make really cool dark fucked up movies and he's so Jewish that he's never been over budget. I love that he's like, <laughs> his thing he's most known for is that he's like, if you look up his IMDb, um, and uh, specifically, uh, oh God, what's his name? Um, uh, Vigo Mortensen. Vigo Mortensen said, he's like, he deserves a Lifetime Achievement Award. He's never gone over budget in a movie. So like, if, yeah. if there's ending that seems rushed, he's just like, fuck it, that's what we gotta do. We're gonna make a movie with this. <laughs> So, uh, so shout out to David Cronenberg. Man. I'd like to think that uh, this was the last uh, David Cronenberg where he has uh, VHS prominent in the movie. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, there is a lot of VHS well, in it. Well, I have to say, though, though truly, I well, the first time I ever watched this movie, this is now my fourth time watching this movie in the last year. And I have to say that I originally didn't really love Cronenberg's work. It didn't really resonate with me. Now, again, I do have like a spot you know in my internal shelving for like videodrome and scanners they're great movies they are great episodes by the way if you haven't listened to our episodes on those mm. they're fucking awesome um but for some reason these are such taboo topics they're uncomfortable they're strange but they're very human i definitely like this about crash now i also recommended to eric in particular in the last year cronenberg also made a film called crimes of the future i've which seen is it one it's of right now favorite fucking movies it's currently streaming on hulu i encourage you to find a way to watch this movie whether you buy it on blu-ray you illegally stream it like i did um yes. as we get into it steel. it talks about i'm sorry go ahead <laughs> no, I sorry said, i said steal <laughs> yeah steal i steal all the time um i robbed the port this weekend of all of its change no crimes of the future is fucking is a really fun movie it's fucked it's, up it's like fantastic it. and even better i know i'm getting a slightly off topic please go and watch david's son's movie uh the possessor uh, i want to see is, that that's on my list it's phenomenal it is like the culmination of his father's work so if you want to be challenged cinematically um ethically it raises really good questions about ethically how do we handle certain topics and i have to tell you that crash is one of these movies the reason i picked this movie it's been on my radar for a while that i wanted us to do it deals with very interesting topics of sexual ethics sexual um awakening it gets it gets strange for sure um, but this is absolutely a rewatchable movie, which is why I picked it. I think the the most important thing that I think this movie brings up is, is it okay to fuck somebody's open wound? And we'll get there. Um, um, it, it poses that question for you. Actually, you know what? The real question is, why won't people fuck my open wound? 
Um, all of you know that I had one that's still healing in my leg. Why won't you fuck the tumor that's in my left thigh? So, I don't get it. So everybody listening, text uh, 238-1098. We're taking the 10th texter is going to get a ride inside that fucking open wound. Uh, We're taking calls now. Uh, I've got a yoke (laughs) for some fine folks. One might say that that cyst was was taken care of and Belial is now dead. Hell yeah. Also, if you'd like to contribute to my GoFundMe so I can have this fucking tumor removed, please let me know. Oh. oh, by the way, his name I'm, is I'm, Jeremy. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna get in touch with uh, David Cronenberg and he'll uh, remake uh, Video Drum with DVD Drum. <laughs> All right, shut up. Okay, so look, uh, right after this though, he goes and hits the streets and gets into a horrible <laughs> fucking accident. And I do like this car crash because he 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 front end collides with Holly Hunter and her husband goes and torpedoes through the front windshield into his car uh like uh like he's fucking m bison uh it's amazing i love it to death Um, it wasn't death proof yeah it wasn't death proof (laughs) and then as he's sitting there dazed and confused looking through his front windshield uh and there's also odd he looks at the guy's hand and you can see where he touched the the emblem of the car as he went and fucking superman through the windshield and you can see like the imprint on his hand for some reason um another weird hand thing again and then eric he is the kobe of cars and then I'm pretty much sure this movie would be the same as a Quentin Tarantino movie, but it'd be somebody's foot with the emblem. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, And so Holly Hunter is in the front seat of the other car, and she's like, she looks shaken up, and then just immediately exposes her titty. It's also weird that all the women in this movie always pull one tit out. Like, as they're opening a sexual move, they're like, hey, check this out. And they just pull one titty out, and Holly Hunter does just that, which is a a surprise i wasn't expecting to see holly hunter's tit in this movie so um, that's the she didn't even try to breastfeed in uh raising arizona (laughs) i want that baby but that's (laughs) that's the thing about smaller titted women they've got it they can only show one when you have big titties you've got a it's a whole smorgasbord. You one. are the supreme buffet of white women titties. There's always one a little bit smaller than the one. The bigger one. That I is don't true. experience that. No, I don't have that issue, Jeremy. My issue is that they kind of have the Tommy Simbazo eye thing going on where one might look that way, one might look the other. Yeah. They got my my breasts have googly eyes. Um. Yeah, they call me the Mandalorian. <laughs> like it just <laughs> all right that's the top that's- only only one eye is going this is the way if we didn't if we didn't have uh the name of our episodes be the movie we're watching this episode would be called the mandahorian uh 100 <laughs> percent i call one of them groku <laughs> groku uh- <laughs> so uh Next, uh, he's in the hospital and he's got all these pins in his leg. Uh, his wife 
uh, at one time jerks him off under the thing, which is and like with lard too. Like it's not even like lotion. It's like I brought this uh, Crisco from uh, home to jerk you off underneath. These the people thing. are like, animals. By the way, what is the other person in? The, like they're only separated by a sheet, and you just have to listen to this lady jerk off James Spader. While I know, <laughs> dude. I made a note that I don't know at what point I made this note because it's been a few weeks since I watched it because I knew I wanted to do it, and you would you would ordered it. I made a note that said crash, autism, and automobile crashes. I don't know at what point I made that note. Uh, I also wrote a fistful of bimbos. Yeah, oh. that, that made me up and down on the driveway, and then we got crashed, and she masturbated to me. Yeah. Yeah, very bad. We also get I d- to meet Vaughn in the hospital, who you think is a doctor, but he's just a guy who's taking photos of people in car crashes. Um, and uh, he, <laughs> he's a ba- he's a Baltimore actor. <laughs> yeah, and so he uh, he he was he's actually he's taking pictures of Socrates right now, and uh, he walks away. And uh, later on, he uh, uh, James Spader he befriends Holly Hunter, who's also in the hospital. Um, they go to go pick up their beat up cars, one where her husband died in, and uh, they 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 form a bond and also fuck in a car uh, in that parking lot. Can I just say? I have hurt feelings that Eric never tried to have sex in my wrecked smart car. <laughs> uh, you never that checked- deer was waiting for him. <laughs> I'm just glad you never checked the gas tank. Um- <laughs> oh, that's why I kept breaking down. It went. Hey, I was from. It went from E to still on E. Um, so <laughs> no, no, I don't believe that. But there was definitely sugar in the gas tank. If you know what I'm saying. Oh, stop. What if what if four midgets can have sex in a smart car at the same time? I mean, that's what Jeremy. they call that. The, yeah, the smart car car for midget porn is called the Bang Bus. Um. <laughs> I'll say, Jeremy, I think I qualify because I've had sex in my smart car, and I'm barely a person. So, yeah, no, no one laughed. Okay, You're, cool. It's because it was hurtful, and we yeah. love you too much. Shut up, okay? okay fuck you, because <laughs> we like Ashley Pontius. Don't gross. Time. That's disgusting. God. Get off this podcast. So, uh, Maybe I also like that he in in a, a a growing theme of women not getting satisfied. He literally puts it in and two pumps goes like that, and he's fucking done. And he's like, okay, well, but I guess that's uh, that's it. Hey, um, Eric, I actually have a song about the female experience okay, in this movie. This is the story of a girl. <laughs> they all do it, ladies. We know they all do it. Two pumps, and they're like, "You're satisfied, right?" I'm like, uh, "I uh, fucking hate my life." I do like, I do, I do like the one uh, Rob Mayer bit he talks about. He's like, "How long should sex be?" And he was just like, "Should it be this long, that long?" He was just like, "He's like to me." He was just like, "I'm not a long actor," and he's like, "But if I if I finish too fast, I usually just tell him." He's like, "Well, that's because your old boyfriend." who used to go for an hour he thought you were fat you're just too beautiful to me and he, oh my god I, you're I, right i can't figure out why rob is single <laughs> so uh shout outs to wanda blah 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 blah, blah. shout out to kwame <laughs> brown um <laughs> he's gonna 
Girl, he's going to find somebody. Next, uh, you get to see a uh, a little show that Vaughn puts on. So he does a performance art where he reenacts the crash of James Dean, uh, where uh, a stuntman uh, played by, uh, uh, who's Co- Colin Seagrave, who's played by uh, Peter McNeil, shout outs, um, Goes and uh, gets into a car accident where uh, that, you know, looks like it kills James Dean. But they both get out of it. But he's severely fucked up. (laughs) Um, Boys, hear me out. I say we do a 9-11 reenactment. (laughs) (laughs) Just audio from Eric as we hit the tower. Just Eric being like on September 11th, 2001. We took our final flight. I'll tell you what. If I was on that plane, we went down different. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Are you Mark, Mark, yeah. Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, but Mark, Mark Wahlberg, in, that's a real Mark Wahlberg quote, who said he would have stopped 9-11. But I think I would have, but not through physical violence. I just would have done gay stuff to Al-Qaeda members. And that would have been like, they're like, oh, no, I couldn't, we couldn't get you. I was just like, oh, you're going to get gayed if you touch me. And I'd pull out my penis. I'd jerk off for America. That's oh, what I'm saying. Eric, stop it. I'd let you in my cave. Um <laughs> I'd, Eric touched on a very important point, which I just want to remind all my listeners. My former best friend was in the happening. And the best thing she ever told me was that during one of their scenes, M. Night Shyamalan came to a bunch of teenagers who were 17 to 19 years old and said, the energy for this scene is I want you to remember how you felt on 9-11. And a girl raised her hand and goes, I was eight years old. And he goes, yeah, channel that. Mark Wahlberg was in The Happening. He fucking ripped off M. Night Shyamalan. And nothing is real. (laughs) Eric, you're muted. So this is gets broken up by the cops. They all head back to um, Vaughn's place, and we have Jane Spader, Holly Hunter, uh, Peter McNeil, who's completely fucked up and like clearly has a concussion. Um, and uh, we also get to meet uh, Rosanna Arquette, who's playing Gabrielle, and Gabrielle is just ah, uh, what a piece she is like. Uh, in uh, uh, Forrest Gump leg braces, and she's wearing like a torso, uh, like back brace that also is still cut out, so one of her titties can pop out of it. It's something that I feel like I like to call Trent Reznor chic. Um, uh, it's, in, good, it's good for breastfeeding, just in case. Yes, in case she wants to breastfeed a Chevy, a '57 Chevy, she's ready to go. <laughs> and. <laughs> Can you cue her uh, her uh, her song? Yeah, yeah. You because her name is Rosanna Arquette. You want this right here? Arquette. You know I'm not really related to David Arquette, or am I? Also, also, she's never gone to Africa. So <laughs> is 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 Rosanna Arquette uh, related to the the other Arquettes, David and? Uh... I think so. I, I've never seen friends get related to Patricia Arquette or yeah. David. Let's see here. 
And she made her future party in Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Stubby Arquette, uh, Alec Arquette, and um, also David Wahlberg Arquette. There we go. David Wahlberg Arquette. Wolf of Wahlburgers. Um, so they they go back to their place. Uh, we <laughs> we find out that uh, Colin really wants to get working on the James the Jane Mansfield crash next, and uh, he he says this right here, which is one of my favorite lines from him, which is, "I want really big tits <laughs> out to here." <laughs> So the audience can see him get all cut up and crushed on a dashboard. I imagine if I if I decided to transition, I would walk into the doctor and this would be my first line. I want really big tits. <laughs> and I just I love it. I really want You're to keep mute, my tits. Ashley. I call bullshit. Eric already has really big tits. Stop it! I- I'm mad that I told you to unmute to shit on me. <laughs> I waited for that. God damn it. B, I only have B cups. So, uh, he, Eric uh, has C cups. C stands for cuck. It has, uh, I, I also thought this was really funny. So the crippled girlfriend who has the magic legs also just in her legs has a compartment that only holds joints. It, like she has a joint holder in there. I mean, is, is this one like this is Lady Tommy Simbazo who's just modding her body constantly. He was just like, yeah, I made my legs. They also hold joints in this thing. Um, Eric, don't you know what we use pussy for when you aren't fucking us? <laughs> He's just storing weed in there. <laughs> I I I have letters from banks that are like you owe us money, and I'm like, well, I don't want to lose this. So I put it in a Ziploc bag and I just roll it up like it's a fucking pierogi. Hell yeah! <laughs> Shout out Spank of America. Um, <laughs> so the uh, next uh, Vaughn uh, fucks uh, Spader's wife on the highway uh, in the back seat. Um, uh, the Ballards then uh, fuck later when they get back home, and there's a there's a little bit of dirty talk that happens here, uh, which is probably the longest piece of audio I pulled from this movie for a right reason. I only have like a couple of clips from this movie, um, but this one right here, I couldn't stop laughing at this entire scene. Um, they're, they're in a bed, James Spader lying side next to her, um, behind her like this, they're, they're thrusting and going at it. And, uh, his wife then has a little bit of dirty talk here. Do you find him attractive? He's very pale. Covered with scars. Mm. Would you like to fucking Resident Evil? In that car. Yeah. 
Watch your penis run into his anus. The rest is up his anus. Tell me. Describe it to me. Describe his anus to me. Tell me what you would do. for another 90 seconds of her just tell me about his anus and his penis um let me first say <laughs> boys you're welcome that i picked this movie That's... i picked it knowing that scene alone <laughs> was woodworth brother um sorry listeners i had to go to the bathroom i again forgot that these are 12 percent alcohol that i've what been are you dr- what are you drinking I am consuming uh, cut water margaritas, 12%. Mm. I'm sorry, 12.5% per can. I like for, a cut water. Forgot. Oh. And I've had several, and I think I'm dying. I, I, um, I'm having myself a, a grapefruit smash sipping on. But there you I'm, go. I'm I've got the mango myself. margarita. Hey. So fan. Fantastic. Do you know what I got an email for? And I know we're, we we can take a break from the movie for just for a second. Let's talk Thank about God, spirits. Thank God, because I'm fucking wrecked. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Ashley, let's take a little breather for a second. Now, okay. now look, um, I got an email because I'm part of the Guar <laughs> fan club um, yes. that Guar is releasing um, with uh, Devil's Backbone uh, Distillery, their own smash flavor that's coming that's out amazing. very soon. And I asked the guy at my liquor store that uh, carries this, and he was like, are you guys getting the guar one? He was just like, the fuck is guar? <laughs> so I, hopefully maybe it'll show up in uh, my local township here. But uh, Otherwise you'll have to order it. I'm yeah. fucked. I forgot that it's 12. I don't know what uh, Guar beer is going to be, but I was looking for uh, Guar beer, uh, Vlad the Impaler. Oh, the, uh, how about oh, pale ale? It's a pale ale. How about the Sex on the Beach Acutioner? Um, that'd be a good. Oh, that's cocktail, a right. That's a good one. God, I hope I fucking die. Okay. <laughs> so. Ashley's I'm a having little... a rough one. Are you are you all right? Do we need do we need to make this a two parter and continue for another episode? Fuck, we might have to. I'm too drunk to fucking read the notes that I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> Can't read. Well, we oh, are yeah. we are near the end. We don't have much more. Truly, are I mean, we? Well, I only have really oh, one really? more. I really only oh. have one more audio clip to play, and that's the very end of the movie. So I make uh, notes like a fucking weed head. I'm like, there's so much deep material. Yeah, like, oh, this God. is a it's a fucking weird movie. Now, uh, <sighs> after they fucking they do this ridiculous dirty talk. Uh, now there's a part of a group. Now the now James Peter's wife isn't invited to the core group or whatever, but they sit around and watch VHSs of car crashes while they're all jerking each other off like this, like they're all touching, leg touching each other. I I did make a note that says the car crash group feels like my first time on this podcast. Oh, see, look, we're, I don't know how to take that, but you know, I'm going to take it as a compliment. It means you don't belong, but it's fucking weird. Uh. (laughs) This really reminds me of the, uh, the car crash videos from the, the the uh the Simpsons that are like those are dummies and they fall out of the vehicles. Um, <laughs> it be fun I'm glad you I'm glad you said this, Jeremy, because I made a second note after what I just said. It says it's like 
trying to talk to Jeremy about philosophy after his stroke. <laughs> I think I'm like Edie Brickell. I, I think it would be funny if, like, in the director's cut, they, they scan back in the video that they're watching and they hear the car crash or whatever and they're all touching each other. And it's an episode of Super Dave Osborne that they're watching. Like, they're just they're just jerking off to Super Dave flying out of the Honestly, of the Eric, <laughs> it's just a green room at any comedy show. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have to do the, uh, the movie with uh, Super Dave. That was horrible. <laughs> so, uh, but you know what? No joke though. Can I? I'm so, I'm so sorry. Can I just yeah, say though, yeah. no, not in joking sense. I did make a note that said there's a quote from this this scene where they talk about the reshaping of the human body through modern technology. To me, feels like this film was always in the back of his mind for David Cronenberg that he wanted to do Crimes of the Future. Because if you think about it, Crimes of the Future very much embodies that. I'll read it one more time. The reshaping of the human body through modern technology. Yeah. He always wanted to do Crimes of the Future. This has always been on his mind as a director. And, not, and I mean, uh, there's a lot of comparisons to technology and sexuality and Videodrome as well. It's, it, it's his favorite. His favorite kink is what I imagine. It's it's what, it's what it's a Nine Inch Nail song, really. That's all it is. It, it's, it's, that's David. David Cronenberg's kink is just watching a Nine Inch Nails video. Um, all, all I can think, all I can think about is all the the, the body stylings of the accident. It's like H.R. Giger is like, oh, there's so much that it's destroyed on this guy. I I could be masturbating like an alien. Um, excuse me, uh, David. I was watching the movie, and have you ever thought about maybe putting a giant vagina on the front of that Lincoln? I would think that would um, actually be a much more powerful. Today. <laughs> For the listener to watch, um, Eric, I didn't know you wanted to fuck me like an analog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, Vaughn then picks up a hooker and then fucks her in the back seat while James. I like that James Spader just for the rest of this movie gets cucked. It's very fun just watching him get cucked left and right. Uh, Vaughn... But, Eric, can I ask you a serious question, though? Yeah. Do you think that, like, that was something new for James Spader's character that he was so used to just taking whatever he wanted and that that was a new sexual experience for him. Yeah, probably, you know, him being uh, a little bit uh, uh, disrespected, I guess, to a certain uh, people are into well, that, that men you know? in power, right. Can absolutely take whatever they fucking want. Um, and then to have another dude that's obviously financially below him. Yeah, I, and then take I also like wants. the idea that the the most powerful man is uh he's he's like a grip in a movie. You know what I mean? That's what James Spader's character That's is. That's fair. <laughs> like, he's like, he has to find a ho basically a homeless artist. That's the only person he's slightly above. <laughs> Eric, this is very funny that you're pointing this out because I do refer to most of my sexual partners as a best boy. I, I I like to uh, make it part of the fact that uh, he didn't wouldn't have sex with uh, Holly Hunter. It's like okay, I'm good. It's great. I do like. There is a scene where he fucks Holly Hunter a second time, and he's like, yeah. he goes, um, "Hey, are you finished?" And he's like, he just goes, "Yeah, I'm good." Which <laughs> just like it's just like the act is like, yeah, we know we can just stop doing this. That's uh Yeah, that, at least he's work. honest with her though. He's yeah. like, I'm not gonna call you. I'll take um, I'll take either Shirley or Pickles. He was like, Listen, <laughs> when I said yes to this date, 
I was thinking you were going to be Miss Incredible. And when I got here, you didn't have the dump truck back there. And it's not the voice is nice, but it's not working. Actually, Jeremy knows exactly what I'm talking about. When I watch a dude get an erection, I call it a raising Arizona. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Vaughn, they call me Holly Hunter. Go ahead. Vaughn and the Ballards then go to a crash site where he takes photos with his wife. Uh, uh, they find that Collins is in the wreckage. He did his Jane Mansfield um, crash without him. He, and I like that he was like, motherfucker, you did the Jane Mansfield crash without me? I could have been jerking off to your body 20 minutes ago, and instead you went fucking rogue. Um, but I understand this very, very much. Like, I've had peers go do shows and they post a clip, and I'm like, fuck, Eric, you did the Little Mermaid without me. Oh. <laughs> It was my child's production. Um, oh, Jesus crap. Christ. That was not what I was talking I, about. I Fuck. know. I, I, I changed. <laughs> you made it weird, Eric. You made it weird. <laughs> so so uh, Vaughn then fucks Miss Ballard in the car wash while uh, while he's driving, uh, while James is driving. And uh, I, I do hate the wet-ass hand he puts up on, like, the edge of the... At the edge of the car. I was like, this is, yeah. that's a classic car. Can you get a towel, sir? Wipe it off on your filthy yeah. shirt, you fucking auto mechanic. Um, it's Can I just gross. say, I have had sex in cars. And um, for your listeners, those of you that may or may not know, I used to have a soft top convertible smart car because I was cool like that. <laughs> And I used to fuck open micers at the cellar door in Frederick, Maryland. <laughs> and one time Ryan Nazer caught me and he just saw me popping out the top of my soft top. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you have five minutes before you need to be on stage. And as I'm rising up out of my smart car, I was like, Ryan, I hate myself. <laughs> and he's like, I know you need to stop having sex with open Uh, i was like i know so then i fixed it and i told all of them to quit comedy god bless they did oh nice you're welcome eric you don't have any competition nice i just i you know it's it's about the journey and the friends you make along the way and ashley god bless god god only (laughs) destroyed coco lane for me yeah coco lane is what i call my asshole um so uh after that uh she gets roughed up spader licks her wounds back home next they go to the old uh crip uh, this is this is probably the highlight of the movie i'd say uh, the any other uh james spader goes out with uh the uh arquette girl and they head to a car dealership where she says, is this wheelchair accessible? And like fucks around and she rips the leather. And then they decide to go out and her and James Spader uh, fuck in his car. And she has like this wound on the back of her leg uh, that looks like a real, real long slit and uh, he cocks her fucking brace into the ceiling and proceeds to to fuck her leg wound. Uh, yeah, Eric, <laughs> Eric don't you know t- what ADA... Yeah, Eric, don't you know what ADA stands for? <laughs> no. 
It's ass, dick, ass. So you fuck the ass, then you suck his dick, then you fuck back to the ass. It's uh, ass it's ass. not safe, but it's fun. <laughs> right? <laughs> Nobody ever goes open wound to mouth. That's wild. Um, that's oh, just... but I don't name antibiotics. I mean, <laughs> you're not going to catch anything. He fucks an open wound, all right? It's fucking... Yeah, you know what? Pussies are open wound. You think I don't want it to fucking close? It's always open. I feel like my doctor would would advise against it. Um, Eric doesn't go to doctors. Exactly. That's why I'm going to do it. (laughs) Um, So, so, uh, yeah, there's a leg wound fucking scene, and uh, she's apparently into it. She's into leg wound fucking. So, um... We also see this shitty tattoo that Ballard and Vaughn get after that, where he's just like, it's like, it's the worst thing. He's getting like a steering wheel put on his chest. He's like, here, you got to get this. It's a Lincoln. Uh, So he gets the Lincoln logo put on him. And then Vaughn starts licking it and it leads into licking the fresh uh, tattoo. uh, And then it turns into a gay sex scene, which Jeremy, um, what did you think about the gay sex scene? Did you enjoy it? How did, how long did it take you for you to come? And uh, I've seen enough gay sex in any movie, let alone working in a movie like that. As a person who has had semi-gay sex in a movie, how would you rank this one? Uh, thank, thank, thankfully it was nowhere near, uh, th- pink flamingos, like divine sucking off a dude. So. Okay. I mean, who was himself? Jeremy, you may not appreciate this, but I know for a fucking fact, you have me shaved in your phone as poor as Horsha. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm too. I can't even form words. I'm so fucking struggling. We, there's really only two other things. Ballard uh, eventually gets run off the road in another scene where they're playing fucking car chicken. But it looks like I'm not sure if he dies or if he like crashes into this thing and then runs off out of nowhere. So maybe he's dead. Maybe he's not. I don't know. Um, but then uh, it finally culminates with uh, James Spader trying to recreate what Vaughn did, which is play bumper cars with his wife. Except this time he crashes her off the road. Oh, um, oh, oh you, you you went too far. Um, when I tried to get <laughs> when I when I tried to get back to uh, Baltimore on Greyhound and they canceled my bus, I went on a Peter Pan bus to Baltimore. Hence, Gross. when Vaughn, or who's who's the dude that, that falls off the... the Vaughn, the, Elias Cotez, Vaughn, yes. He's, he, he goes into a Peter Pan bus, like jackknifes in it on... on, yeah. on t- I was like, yes, Peter Pan! I was in on one of those just like last week, so yeah, Peter mm. Pan. You know, hey, you know what? When I jerk off in a Peter Pan uh, bus, uh, I fill it with Neverland Ranch. Um, So... <laughs> I thought it was that was gonna merit a laugh. It's very um, funny. It's very gross. Um, <laughs> I fully believe that Eric has drowned armies of ants in his kitchen with his cum. <laughs> so uh, he runs his wife though off the road and uh, goes to tend to her by her side, and uh, uh, it ends with this here. Maybe the next one, darling. She she didn't die, um, and so maybe the next one, maybe. maybe yeah, that's how time. I handle life. Maybe the next time, Ashley. Maybe you'll get it right the next time. And uh, 
Yeah, it just kind of shows that it'll be a never-ending cycle until they die of trying to constantly outdo themselves and uh, fucking car crashes. Which brings us to an end of 1996. Crash! Uh, Ashley, your final thoughts on Crash. Um, if Eric had sex with his brother Jeremy, it'd be called Skin Fucker Ranch. Um... (laughs) I'm very drunk. Forgive me, listeners. I'll be I know. better. You're doing week. you're doing a great job. Honestly, not the drunkest you've been on the show. No, nope. truly. Disagree. I think I'm going to puke. Okay. So. Well, Ashley's going to go throw up. Jeremy, your final thoughts on Crash? Uh, I'm just glad I didn't have to watch this movie with my wife. I think it would have been a fun watch with you too. I t- I did when I dropped this movie off to you yesterday. I told I said, uh, Aunt Michelle, uh, you're going to love this one. Spoiler alert, somebody fucks an open wound in it. And she was just like, yeah, I'm good. Um, so she tapped Just a reminder that both my co-hosts are married. Yeah! <laughs> um, and listen, disappointing our significant others every day. Don't worry. Um, I, just, I found out it, it didn't seem like uh, David Cronenberg was gay doing this movie. Yeah. Uh, overall, I personally, I highly recommend the movie Crash. You should check it out. It's fucked up in all the right fucked up ways. Uh, Ashley, I'm glad you brought this into our world. Check out it. If you like other David Cronenberg movies like the uh, like the Videodrome uh, or, or uh, any of his other body horror flicks, uh, Crimes of Tomorrow, uh, you'll love this one too. So add it to your lexicon. Um Ashley, where can people find you at uh, after you sober up here? Fuck. Um, they can find me online at Ashley Pontius Laugh. So you can also find my horror page at uh, Slashing Gash DMV on Instagram. Let's see. Upcoming shows, if I can remember, because I'm fucked. Uh, you can find me May 11th featuring for Tommy Sinbazo at the Carroll County Arts Center. Uh, you can also catch me in Harrisburg May 13th and now May 17th at Church, uh, Church of Satire. I'm going to try to come up to that Carroll Arts Center. That's in my hometown, so I'm excited. It, have you done that show before? No, we've had it on the books for eight months. It's really, it's a really fun place, by the way. I did it with Justin, like, yeah, last year, the year before last. You're going to love it. Um, all things Eric Comedy, ericcomedy.com. I got dates coming up, a bussy show. Jeremy, take us out. Staying alive, staying alive until you get a car crash.